Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the All right, NBA new edition of the Winning franchise. Plays Podcast, back yet again. My name is Brian Robb, joined by the one and only Tim McCone of 98.5 The Sports Hub. And I guess the lead star here, Tim, out of the gate, it's actually been a somewhat busy August for the, the Celts here. And we talked about this last week on your show on the, on the Sports Hub, but Porzingis officially out of the World Cup, plantar fasciitis. Uh, Celtics announced he's going to be good for training camp. I guess, do you look at this as a good news situation or a bad news situation, given the uh, the options at hand? Because I feel like you could you could easily take two theories with this uh this injury at this point. I know the good news is that you're not going to see him play any international basketball. Right. So, so after the Gallinari fiasco last year, that's probably a positive, but uh, I guess like this is what's kind of set in for me over the last week, B-Rob, like this is what life is going to be like as a Celtics fan for the next yeah. like, you know, a uh, couple of years. It's just going to be holding your breath constantly and going, please, can you just, can you just stay healthy for us? Uh, and that's kind of what you signed up for when you traded for a guy like Porzingis, who certainly, uh, is talented, no question about it, but the injury concerns for a 7-3 guy are real. And uh, certainly when you're talking about a foot for a 7-3 guy, uh, it's not ideal to start out. So so the fact that we've already do- uh, dove into uh, life with Porzingis uh, before training camp even kicked off in season one, yeah, it's a little unnerving, no question about it. Like the over-under for games played together for Porzingis, Horford, and Rob Williams is, I think that like started the season at like 25 and it's already dropping. Um, as far as the times three and four. So I think you're, I mean, like this is, that's the sobering reality of like, this is what life is going to be like. And th- I think the Celtics knew that like when they, 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 they're betting on the, the upside versus like knowing that this is going to be the reality of what has to be managed. Um, internally, I feel like they're not too, they don't seem to be worried or at least posture, I mean, which is not a surprise because that's what they do, but it's like, I guess that glass half full take is like, okay, Porzingis, you know, these guys, especially these international European guys, they love to play in these tournaments. They hate to not like suit up for their countries, understandably. So, and this was an out for them. Like, this is a, a way of being like, okay, this isn't too serious, but Kristaps, you could make this worse. We just gave you this extension. Why don't you like can't take it easy for us here? And that way, you know, better odds you're healthy in May and June. And this was him kind of buying into that. So I guess that's the glass half full take. The glass half empty take is you're already dealing with this in the summer. Is this really going to go away during the season? Because like, to your point, big guys, foot injuries. I know you can rest right now, but like it's, it's, it's a condition that I feel like doesn't go away easily. 
No, it doesn't. And, and look, I, I've gone through it before, but when you're talking about someone with Porzingis, like Porzingis isn't just like tall. He's freakishly tall for like NBA standards. He's like one of the top 25. If you're talking seven, three and above. You're talking about one of the, the tallest guys in the history of the league. And if you go down the history of those guys, you're Rob, like the, that body type and, and not, not necessarily one that you think is going to be uh, the next AC green uh, in the NBA. So, <laughs> so like, yeah, we're going to be dealing with like this type of stuff moving forward. And, and it's just something that you're going to have to monitor. I do think, you know, one of the other positives when we talk about this timeline too, is this, we're no longer talking about the Danny Ainge Celtics where I'm still waiting for Garnett to come back in 09. I'm still waiting for Shaq to come back uh, for the Celtics and stuff like that. So I, I do kind of believe in the timeline, but you're right. I do think this is something we're going to have to monitor uh, long-term because, um, you know, again, when you're talking about the injury concerns for a guy of his size uh, and that body type and his history, I think it's something that you're going to be, again, if you're a Celtics fan, holding your breath throughout uh, the entirety of this contract. I really do. And to me, I mean, looking ahead of the season now with him, say he, you know, he comes back, maybe they, he late start to training camp, but he's, he's going to go over the season. How do you manage him during the season? Like, are you of the mind of being like, listen, back-to-backs are, I know you're 28 back-to-backs, they're out. Like, we're just, we're just not doing that. Um, do you have, or do you think of it more of like, oh, we'll just give him like a couple weeks off in the middle of the season just to like, you know, because why not? Because we can. Like, how, how would you kind of play that out? Or would you rather just say like, all right, you know your body here. Like, we'll obviously bench you when you need to be a bench, but we're not going to, you know, be as proactive as we might be with, you know, Horford or Rob Williams as far as the injuries go. All right, let's take a break here to hear from our sponsor, FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. And you can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, overrunners, and more. So just head over to FanDuel.com Boston and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Call 1-800-1877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY as well. 21 plus and present in select slates. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. 1-800-789-777 in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700. Or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Or visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming. Or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. And now back to the show. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind like a Horford light type schedule. So like maybe you can manage it a little bit and there are certain back-to-backs or certain stretches where you want him in there. But, you know, if you decide that, uh, you know, uh, on a road trip here, he's not going to play in these back-to-backs, I have no issue with that at all. Uh, I do think managing uh, these guys and getting to the finish line and getting them healthy. And look, you did a great job of that last year with Horford and Brogdon and it instantly all fell apart. Brogdon goes down with the injury in the postseason and, uh, you know, Al Horford, 
uh, kind of as a shell of himself by the end of that Philly series uh, as well. Um, but I do think managing those guys and doing your best to make sure that they're healthy, like I don't think you can just roll the dice and say, like, listen to your body and, and we'll figure it out from here. So for a guy that doesn't like load management like me, I do think a big part of this Celtic season is going to be not only just managing Porzingis, but like you said, man, you are relying on like three unreliable guys in the front court. And I, I throw Horford in there simply because of his age, not, not the injury right. concerns. But Rob Williams, an aging Horford and Porzingis, all right, like, here we go. Like, a big part, like, Missoula, there's a lot on his uh, plate, certainly, this year, and I do think managing that front court uh, is a big part of that. really is. And, like, so, Porzingis, he played 32.6 minutes a game last year. That was close to his career high. His lowest was 29 uh, with the the Mavs and the Wizards in 21-22. I guess I would be shocked if he cracks 30 minutes per game, like, probably you'd maybe even consider doing 28, 29. And I guess that's going to be interesting to see, you know, who steps up and like, is Brissett going to be the guy who kind of fills in in those spots is, is Jordan Walsh going to surprise, maybe steal a few minutes at like power forward, Blake Griffin, obviously we're waiting to hear on him, but it's clear now, like they need one of the last two signs will clearly be another big here to the roster. And they're probably just waiting on Blake and then maybe jumping on another guy or two. And I honestly wouldn't be, like getting another two-way guy that's a big two. I think that's probably just a good idea just so you have that like kind of reinforcement and maybe a different, you know, type of player than a Luke Cornette of the world. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I think when you kind of look at the roster moving forward, yeah, those are going to be two spots that I, I think make a lot of sense for, for the Celtics. And again, um, super talented, like you said, and this is, this is kind of the deal when you acquired Porzingis, right? Huge swing, home run swing. Uh, but man, there's a, uh, a huge... Um, a huge upside and a huge downside for bringing in a player like this. Looking back on it now, clearly the extension for him was like part of the deal getting done of being like, he probably doesn't opt in unless he's guaranteed those two more years. So that was like a, you know, behind the scenes type negotiations before that deal gets done. With the, the, the value of that two years, 60 million doesn't look outrageous when you look at like where contracts are going right now, but like it just, kind of holds up in your mind now just how big of a swing this is in terms of like they didn't have they don't have many chess moves left here with this core um Malcolm Brogdon and those future first round picks probably being the only big piece left now but looking at it right now like do you like you do I know you've never been like a Porzingis guy you were obviously on board with the moving part would you like do you, what's how does your stomach feel about all this right now in terms of giving him that extension with this already playing out as it is? Would you be like you go back a month knowing they still have the f- couple first round picks in the bag still to use? Do you still feel good about like where their standing is right now? With, with I feel it? terrible about it. Yeah, no, I just think <laughs> no, because I think this is like what, what we've had over the last week is what life is going to be like. And so I, I do think like the, the 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 thing that I think the Celtics kind of looked at too. You go back and you look at the package that you got for Marcus Smart, two first rounders and a guy that averages 23 and eight, like you're not getting anything bigger than that. And so if you're trying to win a championship, I understand like the, the thought process there is so let's, let's put together the best possible team we can with the most upside and hope that he stays healthy. But you're also banking on Porzingis being Porzingis of last year and not necessarily the Porzingis that we saw in Dallas. Uh, and, and so that's, or going down with an injury as well. So uh, we'll see kind of what happens. Um, I'm with you like, uh, and you nailed it. 
I was ready to move off of Marcus Smart. Um, but can my stomach take necessarily life with Porzingis? I guess we're going to find out. Well, I guess we're going to find out. Not a good start, though. Not a good start. No. Yeah. But, I mean, it'll be it'll be funny. Like, in hindsight, I'll be like, oh, man, it's so great. Like, we'll look at this in a year and be like, man, that was so great that he didn't play in the World Cup. Like, that would have, like, huge move. Or being like, oh, that foreshadowed just, like, a disaster, yeah. like, few months here. Once, if Rob Williams comes down with something in camp and then Porzingis still isn't ready yet. And then you're just looking at, like, okay. Luke Cornett, starting center. All right. <laughs> but it is. It's just kind of wow just to see, like, it, you know, they – and, again, they can address this. They still have chips to move. Like, you wonder now in terms of, like, I think an in-season trade is was never going to be a surprise given the the picks that they've stockpiled over the last few months. But the, the onus on it, like, how much they need it to happen is going to be fascinating to see. Um, you know, based again on how this injury looks, how these other guys look coming out of camp and um, how the things kind of roll together here. It's, I don't know, it's t- between what he was last year in Washington versus the fact that Dallas literally just gave him away like, yeah. a couple years ago. It's like, I know he was coming off an injury then, but the, the swing, like the extremes there are just kind of wild to think about. No, no, no question. And look, like the fit in Dallas wasn't great for him, so I understand all that, uh, no, no doubt. But yeah, I mean, uh, the the upside and the downside. It's uh, the Brad Steve. Don't I would give Brad Stevens credit. Uh, he is gone for it. Uh, no question. Uh, no question about it. And I'm with you too. I do think the deadline uh, this year is going to be a uh, a big big spot for the Boston Celtics uh, as well. No, no question about that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so FIBA World Cup action, no Porzingis, O'Shea Brissett, also out of action for Team Canada for knee injury, so no Celtics to watch. But we did get the scout the schedule to come out on Thursday, McCone. All we didn't even get eighty two games because they don't announce a couple of games because of the uh, in season tournament now. Um, opening up against the Knicks uh, at MSG on October twenty fifth. Some big games against the Lakers on Christmas Day. Some really long, some kind of absurd road trips. What, what if anything, kind of stuck out to you about this schedule in terms of games you're circling or just, you know, stretches that you think are going to be pivotal to this season here? Yeah, well, you mentioned that that West Coast swing there where I think you close it out against the Lakers on Christmas Day, but that's kind of a murderer's row out West uh, in December that you're going up against. So I think that's going to be uh, certainly a, a fun time for Celtics fans to kind of stay up late and watch those games because there are some uh, – some some big matchups uh, out there for sure. You dive right into this thing like that. That the start of your schedule is uh, is fun, no question about it. And then you've got, also got the Marcus Smart. I think what is it, November seventeenth? I want to say is the first game. Yeah, uh, against no, uh, Marcus Smart. So so I'll be uh, interested to see that one. But I, I think the headliner for for the entire NBA and for the entire league is the in season tournament. And I've gone full circle on this, uh, B Rob. I thought it was the the corniest thing of all time when they first announced this thing. And now I like it. I like it. I'm into it. It Like, look, unless you are a huge 
NBA fan, the regular season can be a slog, no question about it. And I think this is uh, uh, an opportunity here for the, uh, for the league as a whole to kind of drum up some interest uh, in the regular season. And if it doesn't work, whatever, it, it, no harm. And if it does, I think you've just added some intrigue to your actual schedule. And the way that they've kind of set this up, uh, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be cool to see um, certainly the, the group stage. And then if you advance and then you're in the knockout round and we kind of go in NCAA tournament from there on out, I think that for, for NBA fans, I think it'll be fun. And it, it, I kind of go back to like college, like, look, the Maui, um, you know, uh, some of these other in-season tournaments, it's cool if your team wins them. Um, and it, it doesn't feel necessarily hokey in college for sure. And it's not like you're walking around going, I just, we just won the, the PK 85. Our season is made here, but um, it is cool for to, to go up against some of these big-time teams with a little something on the line. So I, I think it's going to work for the NBA. I'm excited to see kind of how it plays out. Yeah, so the the Celtics, there's four games and how it works essentially. is, And I like how the NBA kind of set this up. Um, is they, There are select nights on Tuesdays and Fridays in November that are just tournament game nights. So you know everyone that's playing that night, like they're in group play. And then there's a, a week set out in December where it's, you know, the knockout round from top eight advance and then quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals with the last two taking place in Vegas. And then they, you know, other teams are going to play games on off nights there when regular season. So it's going to get a little complicated, like that part of it in terms of like figuring the schedule. But I don't know, it's like, it's November, dog days, NFL is king in the fall. And so I think the NBA realizes that and be like, okay, what can we... How can we like maybe try to spice it up a little bit so we can get some eyeballs on, you know, off nights for the NFL here, which is like that Tuesday and Friday. I think there's no coincidence that they picked non NFL game nights, um, which are becoming fewer and far between. Um, I think we'll be being seven games a week in the NFL by, you know, the time they expand to 18 games here, probably in a couple of years. But um, yeah, it's like, why not? And spice up a little bit. I think the, the cash involved 500 K to the winners for every player in the team, like, it's not going to be anything to Tatum and Brown, but like you talk to Sam Hauser or Payne Pritchard, like that's like, you know, 15% of their salary for the season. So it's like, I think there's enough juice there where you'll, you'll get some better basketball than you would on a random Tuesday night. Otherwise. Yeah. And I just think like you said too, I think November regular season back, like the, the, the excitement of the start of the season is kind of over at that point. And, you know, if you can get some excitement here and, and make, uh, extend sort of the importance uh, of the regular season a little bit for the NBA. I, I think it's a good idea by them. And, and I was, I was leading the charge saying this is the corniest thing of all time when I first heard it announced. And I, I've, I've completely, uh, I've completely switched teams here. And I think uh, it's a, it's a, it's a nice idea by the league. And I think it's proactive in terms of trying to, again, um, you know, make the product a little better and a little more exciting. And I, I don't think that there's a downside to that for the league. I really don't. I don't. So, well, so I'll be thinking of you in November. Other parts of the Celtics schedule here, I'm fascinated by this this incredible road trip in March, McCone, where they they it starts in Detroit, Chicago, and then they're in Atlanta for five days. They have a back to back against Atlanta, but it's on a Monday and a Thursday. So, <laughs> so so they literally are going to be hanging out. And the best part of that is the Hawks play another. I think they play the Blazers in between those two games at home. So they it's not even a back-to-back for them against the Celtics. So the Celtics are going to be able to, you know, practice, probably see the entire town. I don't know what type of tours you can do in Atlanta. Um, 
maybe they'll go on a strip club tour or something like that during that time down there. But it's 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 just a wild schedule quirk in that stretch, and then wrap up in New Orleans and Charlotte. That's a six game trip. Um, they have another five game trip earlier in March. So I honestly, March is like a, a complete bear as far as the only, I think it's like five home games, 11 road games before closing things up with six or seven of home in April. So you wonder as far as the standings go, as far as like resting guys go, this is clearly another year where they'll probably want to get a lot of work done early. Um, so that you're not, you know, trying to play catch up to get to a, you know, top two or three seed by the time those road trips roll around. I, I guess my, my my intrigue with the schedule, too, is kind of there, there are still some moving parts here in terms of other teams. Uh, and so, like, how much juice some of these matchups actually have, I think it's going to be interesting as well. Like, if Lillard does wind up in Miami, let's say, and all of a sudden that team looks a little bit different, or in, who the hell knows? Like, look, look, we spent the first 20 minutes uh, bitching and moaning about, like, oh, man, this Porzingis stuff, it's so tough to be a Celtics fan. At least you're not a, a 76ers fan right now because oh, your whole organization could be uh, up in flames here the next uh, couple of weeks. So, um, you know, we'll see what those matchups against the 76ers look like. I mean, if both of those guys are potentially out the door, even if it's just MB, that looks a lot different on your schedule than what it would uh, if both of those guys were were, were playing uh, for, for Philadelphia. So, again, we'll kind of we'll kind of see what takes place there, but – I do still think there are some moving parts in, in terms of some of these matchups uh, to come. No question. That's a good point. How do you think this hard situation plays out for the record? Uh, so you... I'll be honest with you. I, I, I'm fascinated by the whole thing um, because if what some of the reports are that say that maybe there was a max deal, wink, wink, nod, nod behind the scenes uh, that was given to Harden last off season by Daryl Morey and then they try to back out of it I think you're in a situation where and look this is I think there are two different situations when you talk about the Blazers uh, B-Rob and the 76ers like if you're the Blazers and you want to move off of your franchise piece and Damian Lillard I don't think you should do him any favors because I don't think there's any benefit for the organization to do that free agents aren't going to suddenly be picking uh, the Blazers because you handled the Damian Lillard situation better right Right. But if you're the 76ers and you essentially did a bait and switch with James Harden and that contract and, and you kind of screwed him and his agent over, um, I think it's going to be really hard to do business moving forward if you're that team and you don't kind of follow through with that. So I would imagine that, that Harden would be out the door. And and I don't know, truly, and I'm a big Daryl Morey fan. I thought he did an unbelievable job uh, in Houston and a lot of the stuff that he kind of preaches, I, I agree with in terms of roster building. But I don't know how you could move forward with that guy either because I don't know what relationships you would have with agents or players across the rest of the league in terms of just, um, you know, trust and, and belief and, and, again, just kind of, um, you know, good working relationships if you actually pull the move off like that. Like that's a, that's a one-time type of move, and I don't think there's a lot of pivot points off of that for him. Yeah, it's and then you have the pressure, unlike you said with Portland, like you have the pressure of Embiid playing there too, being like you can't. Yeah. Like the Blazers, they can be patient here. Like even if Miami is the ultimate destination, like there's no harm in waiting out, making them, you know, squeeze as much as you can out of them. Maybe something happens to another team where you get a another suitor involved. And but with with Philly, the urgency is now. Like there, yeah. there's not a lot of wiggle room there. Embiid's under contract, I think, like maybe two or three more years. But like he's, you know, again, still hasn't gotten to the freaking conference finals here. So you look at how this goes with. Harden, like you said, how it could influence other guys wanting to go there if they think 
even if it wasn't amazing, if it appears to be one, like some certain guys, like, you know, we, you saw like Kyrie, like sniping at like, well, it's like these guys carry weight with some players around the league. And so that's the type of stuff you wonder, like if they're just trying to set up for cap room for next year, like it's one thing to have cap room now. It's another thing to actually like be able to do something with it. I just look at, by the way, like the two organizations and the roster building and, and the way that you kind of went about these rebuilds in Philadelphia and Boston and man, for everything in the process and all those high picks, like I, I always talk about this, but like, yes, the, the, the Brooklyn trade was a home run worked out exactly probably better than you even could have imagined, but to still walk away with two of those players. I mean, when you look at what Philadelphia ultimately walked away with, with all those picks and all those high picks that they had, B-Rob, it's, it's, it's unbelievable what the Celtics were able to pull off in terms of their, their roster building and their, their drafting versus what Philadelphia did with the process and, and the years of just tanking and picking high in the draft and all that stuff. It's, it's just, it's wild to me. Absolutely wild. The, the oral history of those 10 years is going to be something whenever someone was like from, from the Drew like Holiday Fultz. trade to, yeah, yeah Drew Holiday, place. but like Fultz, Okafor. I mean, Nerlens Noel, you could kind of throw in there, but yep. Ben Simmons, like all, all these guys, they took high in the draft. And then, you know, that clip kind of went viral this week, too, of Danny Ainge talking about the, the trades that you don't make as well. But, like, man, if, like, you were able to pull off the Justice Winslow deal, like, it, <laughs> it's totally differently. Totally differently. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. We'll never forget it that night. Um, <laughs> all right. That's Tim McCone. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Tim underscore McCone on 95 the Sports Hub. Uh, regularly throughout these summer days you're doing and you're doing pats pre and post this weekend right that's yes your, uh, yeah big spot. Game coming up yep exactly uh, it's, it's all the scrubs uh for game two on the field and off the field oh, so there you oh, go come on yeah. come on come on <laughs> um all right make sure you're checking out tim there and all the stuff on the sports sub and on twitter we'll be back with you guys next week uh to see again the 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 Celtics august news well usually we expect it to be slow but it's been it's been flown out of the, the faucet here. So we'll see what's up next for next week. And uh, we'll talk to you guys then.